Hey guys, this is Neil Crawford, founder of Anytime Soccer Training and also the host of the Inside Scoop. I mean, I'm going to post this on our Facebook group immediately. I have a few folks in mind that we're going to have this conversation. You mentioned this in our longer interview. Most people don't listen to the whole thing. So I just want to get to the nuts and bolts of this. We often talk about, so it's a couple of things we talk about. And I actually did a podcast on this last week. And I actually made a mistake in my podcast that I'm going to correct. And I'm going to correct that mistake basically because of information you gave me during our phone conversation. And then during our interview, you went into more detail about this. So I said, as a parent, one of the things you need to understand, ideally, is your club's philosophy. Now, the mistake I made was I said, hey, your philosophy is, in general, this is parent speak, how they want the game to be played how they want their players to understand the game. But my mistake is that was really just a style of play because you also have a broader philosophy on how we're going to organize ourselves as a club. Where are we going to allocate resources? How are we going to develop talent? How important is our youth development system versus our recruiting apparatus? How are we going to get from point A to point B? In education, we call that theory, of, they, well, they call it theory of change. How are we going to get from point A to point B? Some, some clubs say, hey, we're not even going to worry about the academy system. We're going to recruit. Some clubs say we're going to develop players, sell them to support our signings of the first team, whatever. I asked you because you played in FC Barcelona. You're familiar with FC Barcelona system, okay, as a youth. You've coached at FC Red Bulls in New York's uh, system. You're familiar with their system. In a very agnostic way, I asked you, how, how would you compare? I, I asked you two things, culture and philosophy. So let's talk about the different philosophies that you have experienced, a summary of the different philosophies you've experienced in FC Barcelona, which many people will be familiar with, maybe not in the detail you have in FC Red Bull, which many people may not be familiar with. Yeah, I mean, uh, as, I, as I mentioned before to you, it's, it's way different how, how Barcelona develop the players and their belief about developing the, developing the players. It's way different than how the Dutch or, or Red Bull uh, believe how to develop the players. It's but the, Barcelona, like, the, the belief to develop a team, you know, a team who can play... Uh, uh, for like six players, seven players for the first team, and those players, they all what they need to think about it's it's control pass, you know, and moving moving oriented to the ball, and uh, and if you want to do that, you need to have a good team. And why they they think why they try to do that because they have a multi levels, they have a lot of players, and all of them good levels, and all of them can be developed together. So, and but. In Red Bull or in the Dutch and Ajax believe in philosophy, they don't have much player as spin. They don't have a lot of players. So they have like five, six super challenge. I'm talking like super, even those good players are super challenge, but they are good, okay. And there is like a super challenge players. So the, the focus about individual training and group tactic more than, than the focus about team tactic and team training. If you know what I'm saying. So let's break that down from an operational perspective. Okay, so we have the big picture. Operationally, you mentioned, well, what that looks like. Well, we know anybody who watched 
is familiar with Ajax, we we know that a lot of that looks like individual ball manipulation type stuff on the ball at those very young ages. Mm-hmm. Everybody's doing it. So that's one operational thing I, I have researched, but you're going to give me some insight on that. Red Bulls operationally, it, it means, um, hey, we may pull out the top players from each age group and do something differently with them. Can you elaborate on that? Sure, yeah. So that's, that's what they do. I mean, uh, they bring the best players from each group. So you see two players from U13, four players from U15, four players from U17, and they train together every morning at 10 a.m. The training, it's like a group tactic, like uh, four players training like around overlap or, or some things like that, like we, when they can train like four players together or individual training. So individual, individual tactic or individual training or technique or stuff like that. So because they know they don't have super challenge and all the team, they have like around four to five players in each team, sometimes only three. So they train them by themselves and they focus about them more so they can play one day for the first team or maybe for the second team or maybe go into a D1 college or something like that. So so you mentioned 10 a.m. in the morning. So they're already training, what, three to four days a week, right? No, they train. Yeah, they train four days a week. Okay, so they train four days a week. Sometimes five, sometimes five. At what age did they, did they hit? What is it different during the foundation phase? Are they training less out, uh, days during the week to what you remember in, uh, in Red Bulls? I'm going to pause it. I'm going to pause it for a second because it's feedback. Sorry, Hari, Hari, sorry. Sorry about that, but I just hit uh, unpause because it froze. So I was, so I, I heard four to five days a week, but I just wanted to quickly understand the ages roughly. Uh, the ages. So it starts, the, all the train the same, like starting from U13 uh, to uh, U19. So from, we call it pre-academy, from U10 to U12, it's a pre-academy. They train only three times a week, not, not four. So it's a pre-academy training. So there is a lot of sites. So there is a lot of locations, like let's say location A, location B, C, D, they all has a Red Bull team. At the end, there is a big tryout for the best players from each team so they can join the academy. Okay. And then, and as they get older, that's when you start getting into the four and maybe even five. And then you're obviously going to have a game. And so I understand that. But the top players, and I'm using my air quotes, from those teams are also now going to a school that has a partnership with mm-hmm. Red Bulls. Is that fair? Yes, yes, it is. And that's how they're able to manipulate the schedule because now the school schedule is designed to accommodate the training. It's almost like the training priority is manipulating the school schedule. And that's how they're able to get those morning trainings. Is that fair? Exactly, exactly yes. And that's just one example of operationally where they're saying, we have these kids, we've earmarked these kids, we need to get help them develop even more. Yeah, yeah, true. But what does the what what does the actual what does a actual training session look like when you have this focus versus a Barcelona focus? So in this in focus, general, in general, I know it's, it's yeah, it's it's in general. Like I'm gonna say, it's it's a 
easy word. It's a individual training. So it's the focus is like more individual about 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 like it's all the coaching points and all the 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 I mean all the training session that they create is for like to develop individual players more than developing a, a team like more than more than a champ tactic like say let's say building up from the back stuff like that they don't do these things a lot so because they are not working for a team they they train like individually more so an example might be if i'm um trying to think about it it'll be a lot of 1v1s 2v2s very yeah. small side of games that have no directional yes. meaning yeah. per yeah. se most most of it yeah yeah at, at, at the end, I'm sorry. At the end, there is a game. So that's what Red Bull believe. They believe on on the game uh, because the game teach a lot of stuff that the coach cannot teach. You know. So every end of the session, there is like around 20 minute game. But before that, it's like one v ones, two versus ones, three versus twos, and small sided game. Plus, like there is a a technique warm up. We call it the intro. So the introduction of the of the of the of the session. It's it's like a very challenging control pass, uh, or 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 like dribbling or stuff like that. It's depend on topic. Very challenging one, not just like a random control pass passing move. So they do like with one two lie off switching one two lie off some things like that. So diagonal between the lines, they, they try to do a high challenge drill that can help individual players. Now juxtaposing that to Barcelona, what is their typical session, which you've experienced? You, as a player, mm-hmm. what is that gonna look like when I compare it? There, there is one v ones. There is individual training, but there is a team training too. You know, it's so in Barcelona. I still remember like uh, the start always with with a small sided game, with Rondo, which it's small sided game like six versus four. They always start with six versus four, seven versus five, without like a transition uh, behavior. You know, they don't care about transition. They care about position. So then the second or the introduction or the second warm-up is like a game with six versus six. They're just warming up, you know? So like high challenge, one, one V one, a lot of one V ones. Then they move to team training. They move from th- they start working about like from third to third, from zone to zone, because there is a lot of zones on on, on FC Barcelona. I believe there is like a lot of zones on the field, not just in USA here we say three thirds, attacking third, mirror third, defensive third. But in Barcelona, there is like around more than 18 zone in the field. Okay. So the last, I had to pause it because we having weather issues, internet issues. The last thing I heard was in Barcelona, it's not just three, like, like how we would think about it. Is it 18 or more zones and they have to, and players need to understand their roles in that. I've even heard some anecdotal where, um, in, Man City, they they pass the ball almost to the zone before the player gets there because everyone knows that almost like a like running a route in American football that you need to be there. Yeah, and it just yeah. makes the speed of play so much faster. Of course, that that's like the difference about Barcelona. Like they try to educate you tactically very well. You know, they give you a good education for the tactic. Where you need to go, where you need to move, where you need to be. Uh, I mean, all this solution. You need to think more than you need to play in Barcelona. You need to be smart to accept those informations. Then you can try to apply them during the, the game. But from the development side, from the footwork side development, 
there is a lot of high intensity training and like which they love to do it's like the most thing that they try to do always is like 3v3 with two goals like 5v5 6 versus 6 uh, i mean 4 versus 4 plus two neutrals they always play around these these drills and the leo play a lot but with diamond with intensity not just like playing it you know yeah so that's that's so that's interesting now, if I watch a U13, I'm going to use U13 team play and the two different philosophies. Let's, let's control all things being equal except the philosophy. So the coaches are great, players at the same level. Just the only thing different is the philosophy and the operation and the style of play and the operations to support that. Is it possible for me to see the team that philosophy is to develop those top high level players, of course, they're developing everybody, but put a special emphasis on them, on those, and the emphasis is on developing the individual. Is it possible for me to walk away from a game saying, wait a minute, that team is not developing because they can't control the ball, they can't connect passes, they don't seem to understand where they're at? Is that, is it possible for me to walk away from like a game with that impression? even though it is wrong, it could be in theory wrong because I'm not understanding their philosophy. Is that fair? As a player, as a player? No, I'm saying I'm a parent. I'm watching okay. it. I'm watching one team string together 20 passes and then finally scoring another in the final third. And I'm watching another team. The guy tries to dribble past three people, loses the ball. Is it fair for me? Is it possible for me to then conclude, oh, wait a minute, these guys are not being developed because they're doing things to individually is that you, you see i'm trying i'm trying yeah, to ask yeah. the question without leading it too much yeah yeah i mean i mean no uh it's not it's not a right to do because it's every every philosophy it's different so i know i know so some actually let me cut you off let me let me ask it another way let me ask it another way how when those philosophies trend how do those translate into what i'm going to see in the games at those younger ages at those younger ages, I can picture that because that's the style of play that Bilar, uh, Barcelona plays is what my older son's club does. So I can picture that. We moving the ball in the back. We're keeping possession. We're not immediately going forward if we don't have numbers. We are trying to break lines, but everything's based on movement. And you can take a player who is not particularly gifted individually, as long as they can receive the ball and make the right decision, you can pluck you can pluck them in and they'll probably be okay. Okay. All right. I can picture that. Cause I see that every weekend. What I can't picture is per se is what a well-functioning red bulls. And I'm actually going to go look at a game and that'll help me. What a real well-functioning well red bulls U 13 team is going to look like given that philosophy in the game, or it might look the same. I don't know. You're going to look the same, but, I mean, in Red Bulls, you're gonna look, you're gonna see more direct play. If if that's like your correct question, a correct answer, you're gonna see more more direct play, more than Barcelona who's holding the ball. It's more like intensity. Hey guys, I don't know how this is gonna turn out. I'm just gonna post it on the Facebook group. I don't know how these pauses are gonna work out, but I think we can get the information. So. The first thing I heard you say is, we, I'm going to see more direct play. You're going to see, yeah. Let's, let's, and then I'm, I promise I'm going to let you go. I know you're tired. 
No, it's fine. What does that look like? Is that gonna be when long ball balls, more risk taking, more dribbling, trying to get past that guy, even though someone else beside you is wide open? You're the coach, you're a coach, you're a coach. You got a winger right here, has the ball. The midfielder is open. The winger tries to beat that guy and get by him. Mm-hmm. Are you saying to him, hey, release the ball? Or or no, that's what you want him to do. That's what I'm trying to get the details. What does that look like? No, we, I mean, we, we are not going to ask the players to, risk, to release the ball. We are asking the players to take a risk, to dribble, even if he has an option to pass the ball. But it's like it's a development side. So we see it from the development. We want the players, I'm sorry, to take a risk, to try to dribble. If they lose it, it's fine, you know, because we want that player to go in the first team in the next four years. And when he tried to dribble, he can. He can be successful dribbling, if you know what I'm saying. So then let me juxtapose that exact same scenario in Barcelona. Is that person in Barcelona, hypothetically, is that coach saying, hey, get release it and then get wide you're going to get the ball right back? Or is that, I'm trying to yeah, get the details. I mean, is, is he I, saying that to him? Yeah, they say they saying that to them, but but for me, I talk about my personal view. I don't, I don't, I don't. I believe in Red Bull's style more than I believe right now in Barcelona's style. As you see, Spain or Barcelona, they are like the same style of play and philosophy. But now the teams or the coaches, they know how to defend them. I can give you the ball like all the every minute. I can get it in ten minutes. I can score on you, and you can go home crying. So it's it's like that. I don't think that style is working 100% now because the teams know how to defend it very well. And you need the quality of the players to do it. You know, if I like Red Bull, they love the teams who play like that and they believe in the position. Why? Because Red Bull is high intensity team. They come to you. All what they have in their mind is pressure, high pressure, but with the right way. There is gigampress, there is ball-oriented pressure. There is a lot of way of pressure. So from the third to third, from zone to zone. And if you play against me with that style, and I'm a Red Bull guy, you play with me with that style, and your players are not a Barcelona 2009, I will beat you. Because that's what I'm looking for. Because Red Bull looking for dribbling, direct pressure, counter press. There's all the wars like going around Red Bull. So. Guys. I'm going to invite you back on. We're going to get some video. You got to educate us, man. Yeah. Like, sure. you got to remember, see, <laughs> I did not even know we had a soccer team in my high school until my friend, who was like, sort of like my neighbor, but he would give me a ride to practice. Mm-hmm. But he was an Italian guy, but he's like a football kicker. And then he was in the yearbook for soccer. Yeah. And I was like, I didn't know you played soccer. He was like, you never asked. Yeah. So that's how much education we are trying to, that's the educational divide we're trying to do with our American parents, American coaches to some extent, yeah. okay. <laughs> and our Americans in general. And you got to break it down to us like with very specific examples because I think a lot of content, they they talk in general but they that assumes you have a working knowledge and experience, but I really want to break it down. So so I want to harp on that. My son gets the ball on the wing. He has an opportunity. Beat that guy 1v1 and go by him. 
or pass that ball to the middle and then try to play a one-two. Neither one of those decisions are intrinsically wrong. I'm not saying that. But does that encapsulate part of the philosophy? Or my son gets the ball on the wing, it's two players there. Instead of trying to beat them, he just passes it back. They swing it to the other side. That is the way my older son's club plays, period. They're going to change the point of attack, change the point of attack, move them, get them off balance, and then break the line quickly. And you're saying, yeah, okay, that's fine. But if a team knows how to press well, they understand these concepts, they have a high work rate, everybody's locked in, and they're direct, and they have this individual training that backs up that direct play, they are learning to be successful in that environment. And that's what I'm trying to understand. That's that's what I'm understanding. And you're and saying you're, as a yeah. coach, if you're if my son tries to beat those two players on the wing and he's 10 years old, 11 years old, you're not telling him, make the simple pass. No, there is, there, is, there is some zones in the field he needs to dribble because that, that's the development. Everyone can do control pass, but not everyone can find the solution individually. So as you, if you watch Barcelona and Frankfurt, Frankfurt is the same, same, same belief of, uh, of Red Bulls, like German is come, the belief is come from German. You see like Barcelona in their field, in their home, in the camp now, they lose to Frankfurt. Why? Because Frankfurt is very organized in that control pass stuff, it's not, it's not, it's not like working anymore. Maybe, but you need quality players to do it. It's, you need Messi. Messi. See, this is what you need to do. I'm gonna let let you go. You need to organize a soccer camp. I'm gonna send my boys up there uh, into Virginia, man, and you can help us understand this stuff. You can work with them. That would be fun. Yeah. All right, guys, this has been Neil Crawford, founder of Anytime Soccer Training and host of Inside Scoop. This has been a bonus edition that we're going to post in the Facebook group and post on all the podcasts. We have two, three interviews lined up for you guys with Ami. And then Ami, we're going to invite you back on a couple months just to let us know how you're doing. We'll talk about college soccer. We'll get into some tactics. Maybe even ask you what are some of your favorite drills for our, um, that a parent can use uh, in their training session. Because I heard from a parent, that's how I met you, that you actually transformed their players. Their players went from, <laughs> in right. America, we had this same bad news bears. They went from the worst to the first. Yeah. And he attributed it all to what you were what you were doing with them behind the scenes. They went from first to worst in their high school team. And he attributes a lot of that to what you were doing with those players behind the scenes. So I would love to unpack that as well. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys, let's get better together.